duty to shine the light of truth, to bring justice to the restless souls whose lives were lost to their hands. Rise up against the evildoers of this world so that their souls may have peace. We will not surrender. We will fight. We will stand for what is right because we are the Justice Warriors. Hello, Justice Warriors. Today we will be discussing the disappearance of Brian McKenzie. And since I haven't had much of a chance to study up on this case, we've invited my good friend Ricky Alexander to give you the rundown on the facts of the case. Before we get started, I just want to let y'all know how special of a guy that Ricky is. See, Ricky and I met almost a decade ago on a search for Holly Bobo. The Bobo case is so near and dear to both of our hearts, and I feel that Ricky and I are alike in a lot of ways. Ironically, I also met my dear friend and assistant Tracy through the Bobo case, as well as Sheila Wysocki, who came to be a close friend and mentor of mine, and Joe Walker, who was one of the TBI agents who worked on that case. All of these people are still a very big part of my life, and I love them all so much. But I am most proud of Ricky and how far he has come since we first met that day at the Natchez Trace. Since then, Ricky has worked with... Texas EquiSearch, and coordinated several large-scale volunteer searches for numerous high-profile cases such as Joe Clyde Daniels and Noah Chamberlain. Ricky's work has been recognized by the state of Tennessee, and those who know him will tell you that he has a heart the size of Texas. Now, today we will be discussing Brian McKenzie, who went missing on September 27, 2019. At the time, he was 21 years old. Ricky, I know that there are a lot of things that you've shared with me personally that you can't discuss publicly, but what can you tell us about this case? Brian McKenzie, he's 21 years old. He just recently turned 22 a few weeks ago. He lives in Jackson, Tennessee. Um... He was working at Denny's where his mother was the general manager. He got off work at 3 p.m. He went to visit one of his closest friends. Um, and while at that friend's house, a friend of his friend showed up on the porch. Brian did not know this guy. He, They had zero relationship, but um, this guy... Uh, asked Brian for a rod. Brian is a very trusting person. He's very, you know, I hate that. He's 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 your typical 21 year old guy. You know, you don't think anything bad can happen. You live in such a world where you don't you hear about these things happening, but they just don't happen to me. I've been there. I, I know. You know, Brian Brian was doing nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. Regarding his disappearance, he he gave this guy a rod, and Brian was never seen again. What is interesting about the case is that just a few days before Brian went missing, this guy he gave a rod to ambushed some guys. He shot two guys in the head, killing one and critically injuring another. He was on the run. This guy was on the run whenever he encountered Braun. A few days after Braun went missing, what does he do? The same thing. He shoots a guy in the head, kills a guy, and there's another surviving victim. Thankfully, the surviving victim, he deserves a round of applause. He's the hero in this entire situation. 
he was wounded, yet he was able to run for help. And when he ran for help, he was able to identify his shooter. Now, Jackson Police doesn't want to... It's a very delicate case, so they don't want to say too much. Um, the night before Brian went missing, another young man went missing, and his remains was found on Christmas Day. Can you imagine a Christmas Day of all days finding your son's remains? You know, they're not wanting to say it's connected, but lightning doesn't strike in the same plot place twice. I mean, it's incredibly ironic, the location where the victim was found, his, um, his cell phone pings, and just the entire circumstances regarding his disappearance is very questionable. So the cell phone ping was from the victim? Yeah. This all went down in a 10-day time frame. Okay, so this guy who committed these crimes, who we believe is connected to Brian's disappearance, what is he saying? Is he helping the detectives? Is he being cooperative? He will not cooperate anymore. He he has stopped all communication with investigators. He won't disclose any information regarding Brian's case or any of the cases he's involved with. Okay, so where would somebody go if they wanted to know more about this case or wanted to just keep up with it? There is a Facebook page ran by the NorCal Allegiance uh, Missing Persons. It's called Help Find William Brian McKenzie. And we also have a group called Search for Brian McKenzie uh, where we're posting regular updates and information. That's great, Ricky. Thank you so much for that information. So can you tell me where all you've searched for Brian up to this point? We're searching in sewer tunnels. We're searching under I-40 in those tunnels. We're searching at the very bottom of Kudzu Vines off of a cliff. I mean, we're, we're really hitting it really hard. Right, and you all, um, there's maps that are made up. One thing people don't really realize, okay, when you come up empty on a search, the fact is you have eliminated that area. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, every, thrust, every search is frustrating whenever we walk out of the woods empty-handed, but... Um, you know, every search is successful because if we didn't find Brian here, then we were able to mark off a spot on a map and say, okay, we know Brian is not here. Uh, so, you know, we can narrow down our search grid. So every search is successful. We uh, was able to bring in the West Tennessee dive team. They was able to make an initial assessment of Brian's case, and they are, you know, based on everything we have, they have that information. They're investigating it within their team also to investigate which areas make sense uh, and which areas they want to hit. They have came in and they have done that initial assessment. They have found three incredibly important areas of interest. They are going to be diving. However, right now, the rivers are incredibly unforgiving. Uh, we've had so much flooding here in Tennessee. Uh, just such a very deteriorating uh, situation. So they're waiting on the currents to dive down just a little bit. And uh, 
they have sent us a tentative date for when they are going to come in and begin their work. And we're incredibly thankful for that. Uh, of course, you know, we have we want to keep every bit of hope we can that Brian is alive. Uh, you know, right, right. you don't ever want to go about this saying, yeah, well, he's just not coming home. Right. It's, it's a human thing. Right. Have hope and, until mm-hmm. you can't anymore. That hope is so important. But, you know, the dive team, they're able to eliminate things that we're not able to. So we're very, very, very thankful for them. So, Ricky, it's my understanding that we're looking for a vehicle emerged in water. Can you describe the vehicle? The vehicle is a 2006 black Jeep Liberty. It has the extra tire on the very back of the vehicle. It has a dent in the left passenger, let me say that again, a left driver rear. So on the rear bumper on the driver's side, there is a dent. And at the time Brian went missing, there was two Star Wars decals on the back windows. So what should a person do if they think that they've seen the vehicle that you just described? If nothing else, it helps people to keep their eyes open. Like, have you seen a Jeep? Call it in. It don't matter if you don't think it's it. Call and report it. Take a picture of the vehicle. Send it. Send it into us. We definitely want to see that information. You're not wasting our time. We have lots of Internet sleuths and people with that capability that can decipher a simple photograph so you're not putting us out any extra work we want those pictures we want any information at all if you think that you might have information on the whereabouts of brian mckenzie please call the jackson police department at 731-425-8400 or crime stoppers at 731-424-8477 Ricky, thank you so much for joining Tracy and I today on The Justice Warriors. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. So this will conclude our episode today. So until next time, keep fighting for justice. so that their souls may have peace. We will not.